0: Five, four, three, two, one.
1: There was an idea to bring together a group of remarkable people, see if they could become something more, see if they could work together when we needed them to, to fight the battles that we never could.
0: Jennifer Smith. I'm here with my three wonderful, beautiful, handsome co-hosts. How you doing, boys? Hanging and banging. Mm-hmm. None of you have named you're just the boys.
1: So. <laughs> the boys. Great show.
0: So boys. Scott, you're back. Um we had some in for you last time, Mr. Nate Milton, brother Nate yes. Milton. So um sorry. That you have to miss that one. That's
2: quite all right. I got my voice on. That's all that matters. It's all good.
0: All righty. All righty. Um, but we're all back together, and uh this is kind of a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. This is kind of um, one of the few movies that Tim and I will disagree on, um, so that'll be fun going into it. And <laughs> Spoiler. It's just funny when we disagree because it's very rare and um, turns into a thing. I don't know. Um, do, you can cut a promo on me if you want to.
1: I'm not going to cut a promo on okay. you. Okay. I, I'm going to try not to cut any promos. Period.
0: Okay, we'll see. So we're watching Infinity War, and this yeah. is the 19th movie in the MCU. Jesus. Um, <laughs> Crazy. directed by the Russo brothers. Um, and then all of our cab- come on, they direct this. <laughs> <laughs> and. Oh, uh, we have a, a very robust cast uh, that includes pretty much all the characters that we've mm-hmm. talked to up until <laughs> this point. Um, and we get – this is like one of the – across all fiction, one of my favorite things in storytelling is where all the little groups of people that don't know mm. each other, they finally meet up. And this is one of the reasons why I love this movie because we get – a lot of merging of these characters that we hadn't seen before. Mm -hmm. And we've had so much build to it, and it's so cool to see everybody all together. So this one, you know, usually we go like pretty in depth about what happens in the movie, but a lot of shit happens in this (laughs) and it's very long. So we're just kind of gloss over the plot because I feel like most people probably already know. Basically, Thanos is trying to get all of the, Infinity stones, um, so that he can basically wipe out half of all life in the universe. Real son Uh, of a bitch, yeah, uh, big heel move there. And the reasoning for this, just went for
3: all of it, honestly.
0: Honestly, what, why? I mean, why stop?
3: She just like wiped out every Taco Bell. (laughs) Oh, shots fired. (laughs) Really, we're gonna go down that path now. (laughs) I'm just saying, I mean,
1: like.
0: Three the Mexican minutes. back,
3: though. Saved people a lot of trouble.
1: Yeah, that was dude. before they removed most of their menu, though. I mean, people were still pretty right. Pretty right. into it.
2: Were they a sponsor for this movie? Was there Infinity mm-hmm. War cups? We have to I'll be, be careful with that, you know. <laughs> Infinity War diarrhea. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so what did you guys... So obviously I wasn't... It's a well-documented show. I wasn't really dialed in at this point mm-hmm. to the MCU. But I will say this. I remember, like all of the drama in the follow through of this movie out there. Like I remember all the tears and all the mm-hmm. sadness and all the shock. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty confident. I even listened to the pop post podcast on the pop feed, even though I had no clue what anyone was talking about. Ooh, it felt, wow. it felt like an event. Um, that like, like I felt, I think that was the first time I really felt like I was missing out on something by not being part of this. Um, So I have a pretty, like, I think by the time I watched them, I didn't really remember enough to say, oh, you know, here's what's going to happen. Like, it's like it spoiled anything for me. Um, But I I absolutely remember uh, listening because, again, it just felt like, okay, this is something I, you know, feel like I'm missing out on. So, Mm -hmm. but what was it like going live to this? Like, were you expecting the level of insanity that occurs or did it seem like? Was it known this wasn't going to be the end, I guess, of this saga? That's what I'm trying to say. Like, did you know this was going to be the um, Empire Strikes Back of the series, right, where
2: the bad guy temporarily leaves on top?
0: I think we all pretty much knew, right?
2: Yeah, because it, yeah, was, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was established that this was going to be a two-parter. Mm-hmm. We just mm-hmm. didn't have a – it just wasn't there wasn't any title. It was going to be part – that the story was going to be two-part right. just a question right. of where the break I, I... was.
1: I think they did preserve some mystery by not just announcing, "Hey, we're doing it back-to-back, mm-hmm. uh, Avengers Infinity War Part 1 and then Infinity War Part 2." Like they were for whatever reason they they didn't release the title mm-hmm. for the sequel to this for a little while, which sort of I don't know, made me I didn't think they would get too crazy in terms of you know making two totally different movies, but there was some I don't know. In the back of my mind, I thought they might swerve us and do like a "Here's a Thanos story," and then something wild happens at the end, and they go in a totally different direction mm. that makes mm-hmm. the follow-up seem like not so much a direct sequel. Turns out, not so much. Like they they really could have, I mean, easily called Endgame and Infinity War Part Two. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, I, I get trying to preserve some of that mystery just because why not, um, why not have some fun with, with your audience, but yeah, I mean, it was known there was going to be another, another movie, um, right after this, it would be just a year later, um, so you sort of had the sense that, uh, this one, um, would, would end on a cliffhanger, if if nothing else, like, I, I don't think the world was necessarily shocked by that, um. But it's, it was a a bona fide cultural phenomenon, no Mm. doubt. Like it was one of those just so hotly anticipated, very earned, like this is what we're doing now. And you got to figure, like take yourself back to pre pandemic days, 2019. That was kind of peak geek culture where you also Mm. had like Game of Thrones winding down. Um, you had, uh, um, Gosh, I'm trying to think of some other, some of the other just geek culture stuff that was well, out there. Well, a lot of, and, like a lot so of hot. the,
2: uh, a lot of the CW shows were in their prime. There you go. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. When Stranger Things started, too? I mean, that was out, right? Racer's Stranger Gang, Things yep. was out.
1: Gotham. Yep, they, well, they, Gotham shit. The last new season of Stranger Things was, was in, uh, 2019, <laughs> as of this. Jesus, recording.
2: really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, I mean, yeah. That no.
1: fucking
3: thing's been going for three years. Oh. I, mean, uh, I mean, I watched that live, so that shows you how, crazy yeah, that it, is. Like, I was yeah, watching it Yeah, that That's the bullshit that that show
1: turned into. to do. But anyway, um... <laughs> sorry, I'm already caught in a
3: What a... Um, so, but was this, like... Like, we know now, right? The MCU, like, dominates everything, right? It's, like, a whole fucking thing. And was it already that, at that point? I mean, because I'm just lost a little bit, because, again, I was out of my I preview. think it was. Yeah, okay, yeah, so when did really that happen? Was. Like, when did it just stop going from, like, these are movies everyone's excited about to, like, this is a dominant... Franchise that like every movie is an event. Like was Black Panther a
2: big event?
0: Yes. Yes.
2: Oh yeah. Okay. I think the first Avengers movie. So that far think, back, like since then, has it all been yeah. that big? Yeah. I'll tell you why I because I think I think that a lot of you know when when Iron Man came out, uh, we were in the middle of the Dolans, right? Uh, Nolan's not Dolan. Sorry, Nolan's. <laughs> <I was just laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we're we're <laughs> in the middle of we're in the middle the of the Knicks.
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get a um in the middle of this Knicks run. This is all the Knicks yeah,
2: Nick's run. Uh
3: the, the <laughs> just traded for Stoudemire, and all I uh, Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Things are bad with uh
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um that Tim. Tim was just thinking as a comp of the Knicks. <laughs> as, uh, Can't help um, with any of that. Yeah. Um we we're right in the middle of the Nolans. As a matter of fact, the year it's it's crazy, the year Iron Man came out was the year Dark Knight came out. And no one gave two fucking shits about Iron Man because Dark Knight was so fucking good. Um, I think they were – I think everyone was a little cautiously optimistic that uh, – because the last – we'd never seen Iron Man in a live action. The last Cap Iron Man – Well, I
3: know. Was, I know. I mean, yeah, we've gone over that, like the early ones. I do not have to right. hit everyone. So, I'm just wondering, sure like, when no. did it become, like – when did it become, like, a phenomenon versus just, like, great superhero movies? That's like, was Doctor Strange, strange like, a, an event? You know what I mean? In its yeah.
1: own way. I mean, all the, like, some were bigger than others, of course, but mm-hmm. when it became, like, all right, right. I'm going to go see all these movies now because they're really building building out this, this tapestry where you can't really, you almost can't miss one. That's I, I think the general public kind of clued into that with, with avengers in, okay, in 2012 yeah. where it was like, oh, yeah. and it also just became like a, a more of quality when you <laughs> mm-hmm. when you saw okay mcu versus just any old comic book movie i i think that's when that started to mean something to people right. who weren't just comic book fans. right
2: and um, and when the first and when the first avengers <laughs> came out the following year is when man of steel came out so as the as Phase mm-hmm. 2 of MCU started ramping up, the first few DCs came out, and as we all know, they were not – they couldn't hold a candle. So people gravitated in terms of the big screen to the Marvels and then to the little screen on CW to Arrow and Flash. Was, it, and, was
3: Infinity War as big as No Way Home?
2: Yeah. uh yeah. No bigger. Way
3: Home. Um well, whatever the last one was. I forget. far what was that? Uh, the newest one? The the last Spider Man. I one.
1: don't you know what I think
3: No Way Home might have Was that the biggest? That what's better? the biggest I mean, in I your mind? Look. Well not money wise, just like like four oh, as a fan, the hype, the experience, like what's the big is it endgame? Like what's it's the endgame biggest game for me? Okay, endgame. so that's even bigger yeah, than Spider Man. I think most people yeah. would
1: say it. at the time it would have right. been this. Um which mm-hmm. right I said twenty nineteen. This of course came out in twenty eighteen, I should preface um but still i mean geek culture at at its peak really with all of these these superhero movies um again game of thrones the the cw stuff um you know even something like big bang theory is still Mm -hmm. like the biggest you know sitcom on television it's you know it's a lot and um yeah, I mean I think as of twenty eighteen this this was probably the biggest, but that's even coming off the heels of of something like Black Panther, which way blew away okay. expectations. Right. That's actually that was actually domestically their biggest um moneymaker. Which so, was biggest in terms of revenue. I don't you know, whatever. So is
3: this the top three to you all time like exper- like hype and experience? Is it endgame Spider Man than this? Like are those the top three, like Biggest deals.
1: I don't know that Spider Man. I don't know that No Way no, Home so? would be on I, my list. It's probably on, but I'm uh, just the pop higher.
3: culture. There's like, like yeah. I think, I think it was. I mean, it was. It was kind of the first big one post pandemic. Uh, it had right. all the the callbacks. I mean, I think that's. It was, I, mean, I think I get what it, you know? I
2: think what helped the Spider Man movie is that we saw him already, so we knew. Because again, hearkening back, the last two times we that spider-man was on the big screen i mean you had toby and then you had garfield so if if spider-man was going in cold i think people would have been like oh fuck not again but because we saw tom in civil war we're like all right right he'll be okay i think we could jump into this movie okay i don't think it had the hype of because infinity war which we're going to talk about and then obviously endgame because we could pretty much say that's one giant movie broken mm-hmm. into two pieces was the culmination of the vet inve- of the investment that we as as viewers have been watching for the last 10 years. So uh yeah, I think the hype for for this was was pretty big because it was finally we were going to see actual Thanos in action. Right. Instead of just little hints here, little hints there mm-hmm. and they were all going to come together and you know, we were all obviously after Civil War. We had these movies in between, but after Civil War could they all work together? Can they be trusted? Can 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 Steve and Tony be on the same page? It's so yeah. Th- th- this for this was giant, giant compared to anything else.
0: I think just the stones themselves too. Like we followed all the stones, just like we followed all the characters. Um, mm, yeah. So just the thought of like seeing him go and gather them up. Like his this whole plan is just finally fixing to culminate in. You know, he's, he's about to get it done, and mm-hmm. all he has to do is go and scoop up all the stones. And I don't know, we're, we were all just ready to see him wear that fucking gauntlet. You know, it was just all about him and the stones. So I think the Thanos part of it is sort of huge too.
3: Right. They really haven't recaptured that yet. Like, mm-hmm. every, we haven't no. like, Gotten a new big bad, and you know we don't know if they're even gonna, right? I mean, it, they probably will, I'm guessing. But there's been a lot of standalone movies so far in this next phase, so we haven't really gotten that yet. Um, and, you know, Thanos was established pretty early on, so All it'd be right. interesting if they recreate that approach.
0: So we have a lot of uh, death in this, uh, mm. in this one mm. uh, before the snap. Um, we have Thanos. In order to get one of the stones, he has to kill. Gamora's daughter the list of people that were expected to die in this movie was very vast and I think a lot of people had her on their list what about you Scott
2: yeah I mean as we learned from obviously the past uh you know the both guardians and you know with his with her sister and and uh, you knew that that there was going to be payback somewhere down the line and uh needing that last stone. Uh, she was probably going to bite it in this one. I don't think there was any any question about that, uh, because of the hatred she had for him. Um, and he's just too powerful. So I, I think from a narrative viewpoint, uh, she was definitely going to be on the list of those that would be taken out.
0: Yeah. I mean, he saw her as like a daughter, even though he, like, t- technically, like, kidnapped her from a world in which he was destroying. Yep. Um, so but he had all these, you know, feels for her and she was the only death that was gonna matter in getting the stone that he needed. So Tim did we you ex- didn't know
3: that going in. I mean
1: we right. didn't know it was, well, it
3: was, as far as No, the so the way they reveal it is good. Like they're Yeah, fighting, I mean all of a sudden it happens just, you figure he's just killing her and then when it works it's like oh shit, like he really did care about her.
1: Yeah, I'll just say it. I think that's the best scene of the movie. Yeah. Um I think mm. it's the most effective in terms of um not only having some real emotional stakes to it but um being a great use of just dramatic irony where you know we the audience know something here that um poor Gamora does not. She she's she's laughing right throughout the scene. Mm-hmm. She's thinking, "Oh, you're so screwed because This is not going to work. You don't love anything. So you can't sacrifice me and and get the soul stone. It's, it's not going to work. Um, you're because you're incapable of love. And it turns out that no, turns out he has, he has exactly what he needs to acquire the the soul stone. And it is, um, an incredibly painful sacrifice for him to make, but he does it. Boom, gets it, gets what he wanted, but just so much baked into that. I, I think it is the most effective scene of this movie um so yeah and I I don't know that I necessarily had singled her out as somebody likely to die I I sort of went in thinking um nobody is safe uh but at the same time everybody is kind of safe just because of I bring a lot of you know the comic baggage to this story right Right. where it's Mm they they sort of wipe everybody out and then do a big reset and it's like it it's like it never happened sort of thing and right in a way that's that's pretty cheap and I was like I don't think they'll do exactly that for these movies. But by the end of this thing, you know, when those credits roll, we could be dealing with a a pretty high body count. Um Mm -hmm. I, I don't know who we're gonna be
3: left with who's going to be left standing in that sequel. Mm-hmm. So that was also, sort of the intrigue for me. It's also the scene we get moonlighting Red Skull, so it's another big thing. Right. <laughs> Red Skull with his well, new job, yes.
0: Something I was thinking about in this last rewatch uh, in regards to Gamora was, did he take her from that planet just to set up the scenario? Like, did he kidnap her and raise her as no. a just to eventually get the stone
1: he didn't know the rules he didn't know the rules until Did he
0: know? i don't know
1: well he didn't even know where the stone was until he he had that right um that conversation who was it uh, nebula. nebula i think nebula. Actually, nebula. actually gives it Pulls away brain
3: apart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. no yeah. gamora yeah. does
0: gamora does yeah because
1: she because, got it from yeah, yeah he, he tortures he's
3: torturing nebula and she finally says mm-hmm. okay she does this the hell at heart yeah. yeah I,
1: we don't know exactly how they they knew that while he didn't, right. but they knew where their stone was and yeah to save her sister Gamora gives it up, but I mean Thanos didn't know that he had to he just he took Gamora with him um which I mean kind of kind of worked out um right. kind of conveniently how that worked out, but um I don't know in some ways that seems to be the nature of the Soul Stone, think about, it, you know, not to jump ahead, but in, in Endgame, it's like the two characters who, you know, mm-hmm. they're probably the only two who could have pulled that off because of the, the sacrifice mm-hmm. Stephen Bucky. that you have to make. Yeah, I guess Stephen Bucky, but, <laughs> you know, it it just works out nicely that you got two people here on, right. Uh, what's the point, Vormir, that... They better mean something to each other. Or you're not walking away with that stone. <laughs> Only one person is. So yeah, he had to have the the uh, the mute the meat cute with Red Skull who who lays down the rules. Um, which you know was was also a very cool cameo for me. I, I yeah, it was. I was like, oh okay, we're doing this.
0: <laughs> like that scene, one of the top scenes for me, which is kind of a lot in this movie, but that scene where Gamora or Nebula is all fucked up, like, she's, like, yeah, like, just and, like, hanging. It is horrific. Like, it is, it is like, almost horror-level, like, torture-type shit. It looks awful, and it's very effective.
3: Was there anyone expected to die that didn't? Like, what was the, like, it was, like, a Tony dying, right? Like, other hot rumors of, like, Some of the big stars that didn't didn't end up dying? I
0: think so at the time. We thought one of the big ones was going to die. Or we would see it you know, and then maybe get them back in the second one.
2: Yeah, I think it was a question of – I think everyone who going in knows the story knew what happens when that happens. And it was just a question of who. It could have been anybody. So in that aspect, somebody was going. You just don't know who. You're you kind of crossing your fingers, but the, you know, or, and
0: then, but you could also bake in like you know, like actual deaths, like is Like I think everybody, like Tim said, it could be anybody. Right. Kind of like, oh. Right.
3: I just didn't know if, like there was a hot rumor that like oh, I Keith, mean Peter Parker's gonna die or some shit. Like I didn't know what if there was one that I kind of yeah end up.
1: I kind of thought we'd end up with maybe going into the sequel more of just a ragtag group of survivors. Like maybe you've got one heavy hitter and like cap or somebody just because again, there's, there's stuff from the comics you can do with them. That kind of depends on him being a survivor. Mm -hmm. Um, And then like, you know, somebody like a Nick Fury and a Hawk, like you would not think that these, this group could like save the universe kind of thing or, or bring everybody back. I, I sort of thought they might go in that direction. I So in the close, kind of the closing moments of the film where, the, where they do the reveal that in fact, really it's all of the principal original Avengers that survived. Right. That would, that came as a shock to me. I was like, cause it felt like we got a lot of big time deaths and we did, but then it was right. like, Oh wait, all the like original Avengers are still here. So mm-hmm. they're, I mean,
3: do you think it was, like, convenient to, that they did all of the villains? ones? Bit,
1: a little bit. Um, does it bother me? Not so much, because they're like, all right, I guess they're going to – this is going to be the last stand for mm-hmm. for the Avengers as we know them right. or knew them going back to 2012. Um. But, yeah, I mean, just in terms of flip a coin, what are the odds? I mean – it's probably kind of unlikely, but whatever. It's just, Hey, this is one of, of many – it's a multiverse now, right? This is one of many realities where this happened. So this is the one where all the guys we, we know and love managed to survive.
3: Well, I we know. that It's only a, mil, a million options, and this is the only one. Yeah, I've yeah.
2: Well, plus we also didn't know – we also at the time really didn't know where, where the second part was going to go in terms of the story. We didn't know nothing about time travel or any of that kind of stuff really going in. So we didn't know if anybody was going to turn to dust if we were going to see them in the second part in another capacity. Like the fact that we had no idea what part two was going to entail kind of left us at the edge of our seat, but at the same time going, all right, well, obviously, if any of the heavy hitters, the Tonys, the Steves, the – Bruce like any of those guys uh, vanished we don't know in the second part whether we see them again in the in what capacity because we didn't know anything about the end game half of the story so there was a little definite uh, it, uh, mystery there as to you know how long because I mean this movie was 240 mm-hmm. uh, it was pretty much rumored even then that end game was going to be over three hours so could you see not see Tony for two hours and thirty six minutes or whatever? Like you didn't have that wrapped in your head that the second part could have a giant gap with none of these big heavyweights. Mm-hmm. So there was definitely a, 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 some suspense in that aspect um, as to whether there was like like you mentioned Jenny. There's t- there's uh, Gamora which is death death, and right. then there's everybody, and then there's the the snap the finger snappers mm-hmm. which. They are, but they aren't, kind of. It's the present, so you weren't quite sure.
0: uh, And that was the question I was going to ask you guys, too. Did the deaths hit for y'all? Like, did you feel it, or was it like, nah, they're not dead, it's fine, they'll get them back in the part two? Did it not hit you as much? Because I, especially Peter, (laughs) when uh, his scene, when he pretty much disintegrates and says, I don't want to go, destroyed me. Um, regardless of whatever movies comes next, like I was, it was horrible. Um, did you guys feel it or Tim? I'm very curious <laughs> as to your answer.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, going back to trying to put myself in the mindset of, of when I saw this opening night, whenever, um, one of my big criticisms coming out of it was, the The nature of those death scenes, um, the way they executed the executions, eh,
2: <laughs>
1: um, mm, excellently, <laughs> ma- excellently, yes, uh, made it. I-, I thought they really showed their hand way too much. Like that made it abundantly clear to me that okay, anybody who got turned to dust, they'll be back in the next one. Like right. m- there was no question in my mind whatsoever. Right. So because of that I was just kind of like oh, okay this is what we're doing and it just sort of washed over me and I I don't want to say I felt nothing because just in the context of okay this is a big moment within this movie and in the in the just overall framework of the MCU yeah I get it but did it land for me personally no it it was an absolute thud as a matter of fact um I'll give you the peter one um, at the same time, I thought they kind of milked that one, and I'm like, "All right, why are we, why are we overly fixating on this one versus he, everybody else who just got be, dust?" You know, because
2: because he's a kid, because he's because, because and because that he was tug those he springs. was brought into it. Yeah. Like Tony, Tony feels like shit because he brought Peter in, and Peter got snapped. Well, and everybody been snapped
0: else. on Earth too, but
2: right. Yeah.
3: It, it didn't for me it didn't like I obviously it's different than you guys because I know like I kinda knew they were coming back. But I think yeah, yeah. I was still pretty fresh going into a lot of this. Um I just knew the movies that were to come because I had the list, right? So like I was confident Peter Parker was coming back. Like yeah. some of that stuff was just on my radar more than just seeing it in the moment, but um I would say there's some stuff in Endgame that hit me more. Uh I do think the one that actually is the most emotional was Vision. Yeah. Um, yep, and even more so now that we know what – Yeah. <laughs> what's you didn't get a couple busted, later, but, so i you vision. Yeah. But at yeah. the time, I, in the, mm-hmm. in that movie, and it's in my notes there, like that was the worst – and the fact that they, they do it twice, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like that they oh put Wanda God. through yeah. killing him. Yeah. And uh, then reversing yeah. it and then having him die again. It, I think that part of the story is overlooked when, like in WandaVision and other stuff and Doctor Strange, mm-hmm, like when they talk about mm-hmm. why she's so fucked up is that – Mm-hmm. She had to do it and then live it by like <laughs> someone else doing it, and then the had race.
1: it be erased. It meant absolutely nothing. She right. could have not done that, and this it would have been the same outcome. So right. she she put herself through that, put this uh, man that she loves through this, and for nothing just yeah. just to see it play out again even more brutally. <laughs>
3: yeah, so um, I think that was the. I think that, that has happens. actually Just improved
1: role, huh? over, yeah, that scene has, has hits me a lot harder watching now mm-hmm. than, than maybe at the time, because think of how little, honestly, how little character development, um, Wanda and Vision had, mm-hmm. had gotten up to that point. Like we, you know, last time we saw them was, was Civil War, which they were kind of two of the more interesting characters in terms of, um, where they landed on that conflict. Uh, but we didn't really know where they were. Like by the end of that movie, they weren't, you know, in the uh, the raft along with the other um, right. renegade Avengers. So it was sort of like, all right, what's the deal with them? Mm-hmm. And where we pick back up in this movie, they're they're just on the lamb with Cap, sort of, um, and living underground. And you know, just a lot had transpired between the two of them that we didn't see. It all took place off screen, so it really took something like a vision, a, a Wanda Vision, to put them on the map and to to make them yeah. much more interesting characters.
3: And you could argue that besides Tony's death, Vision's death is like the most important in the MCU for like mm-hmm. from then on because of everything that comes from it, right. between WandaVision Vision Into Dark Doctor Strange. Like it's the most threaded. Mm -hmm. Line. I mean, Tony is obviously the biggest, but I would say, like, it's almost overlooked what Vision's death really meant to, like, this whole universe that they got going on here. Um, Mm -hmm. the Doctor Strange thing had a question on it too. Like, so he says he saw a million paths and this is the only one. Does that, like, was that path contingent on them taking Thanos out on Titan and then, and Quill fucked up the one path and then they find a new path? Or did he know that? Quill was going to do that. I think he knew and, it. Okay, so he knew yeah, all of that was
1: going to happen. Quill fucked up in a million and however many timelines. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. It was everyone he fucked up. Yeah. But I also think that um, it's not necessarily the, the only timeline in the multiverse where they succeeded. I think it just took him however many million that he, you know, uh... He got to the first one where they actually won, right, and said, right. all right, this is – clearly the odds do not favor us, so this path seems like something we can follow. Let's it, Like, he didn't keep digging the hole, you know what I mean? Um,
0: oh, so he didn't see the entire picture?
3: That's what I
1: thought. I, I, yeah, I thought that's kind of what I think, because I think oh. – yeah. when I think in terms of the multiverse, I think more in – Terms of not millions, but billions or trillions or quatillion, whatever. Like, it, it, there's an infinite number, right? And it's, you know, to say that there's just one, well, probably not exactly true, but he landed on one where they, they win. It took him a long time to get there. So, uh, you know, let's not beat around the bush <laughs> when, I don't when know, we're dealing a million how, to one odds. <laughs> how would he
0: know that they win in the end? if he doesn't know the whole line
3: well he might have seen Thanos dead in the picture or whatever you know and like well i think he
1: saw it through but i'm just saying he's he's checking in on all these he's like running simulations basically where and mm-hmm. one it plays out this way and they all mm-hmm. die and mm-hmm. another one it plays out this way which is slightly different but they still all die and another right. it's just over and over and over again the details are a little bit different, but they're still they're still losing until he mm-hmm. gets to the one where everything just seemed to fall into place. And it, again, it's not to say it's the only one in all of existence, but it took him a million and however many roles to get there. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's sort of the best of a lot of bad options.
3: How excited were you when Ebony ma? Get thrown out into the space and died. That was cool. That was pretty great. (laughs) Yeah, they do it cool too. uh, Like you know, the whole running thing is Peter with the pop culture stuff and everything, right? Mm -hmm. So he recreates the movie. Um, I thought that scene was good.
0: I I have a question about that. Um, This movie I think is pretty funny, which is weird because Mm -hmm. it's very sad at the end. But I found myself laughing like way a lot during it, and I think that was one of the criticisms of it um back when it came out. Do you guys feel like it was too quippy, too jokey?
3: I don't think so. I think you needed it to, like, offset the gravity. Mm-hmm. And all these are that way. Like, you're not just going to make it like a, you know, this is us, or whatever the fuck, or where it's just going to be all emotional bullshit. It's like, mm-hmm. it you know, this is the world that they're in. Like, they're usually cracking jokes and kind of being that way, and I think it added to some of the, it worked with two. Like it, it gave you some laughs before you had to get heartbroken, but it also yeah. disarms you a little bit, thinking like, okay, they're not going to really kill these guys off if we're in here, you know, being happy, right? I think it's a tro- I think, like I don't think it's. I, I think that's a standard in these in types of movies where you have like something dramatic happen where they're joking around one minute and then the next minute, like all of a
2: sudden a massive tragedy hits. Yeah, and I think a lot of them didn't. You know, if you're talking about like the guardians or whatever, I don't think any of them even knew the, yeah, the gravity of the situation. To them, it was just another mm. bad guy doing a bad yeah, another thing. Another mission, yeah. Yeah, until they saw the end, and they're like, oh, okay. So, yeah, I, the, <laughs> now the tone didn't bother me, because it was kind of the same level of any other of the of the Avengers movies uh, until the last, you know, ten minutes. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, mm-hmm. you know. They, then they all realize though, this is more than just a mission. This is like the end of the universe or whatever, so. I didn't I didn't mind it.
3: I'll say it's, one death that whippy.
1: Um but I didn't think any of the, the humor really um undercut the no the drama. Um
2: no. okay, it, they've
1: done a better job of that in some movies than others, but mm-hmm. I, I don't think that, that was this was anyway a departure from what we've seen in other MCU films and right. I mean I, I kinda I guess I get it if if you if that's gonna be your hang up, but I can't say it bothered me than, than any more than anything else.
3: Yeah, I mean it's it just is. Well, what it is. Death, i definitely thought it would get un- undone. It was gonna be fake. It was Loki's right out of the gate? Like I thought for sure. Yeah. And just mm-hmm. given how he's always presented in throughout these movies to this point, I was like for sure it was just gonna be another trick. Um, you know they do give us a little redemption right before it, where he finally kind of balls up and. Goes after the big bad and then finally it catches up to him, but, um, like him wiping out him and Heimdall and all that was like, you know, that, that was like the first big strike and showing that Hulk couldn't deal with him. Um, I thought that was a good way to establish Thanos's power, like immediately in the movie.
1: I, um, honestly, I wish we had gotten more death scenes like that, which I guess we're kind of delineating real deaths from,
3: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, I don't you count know, the
3: snap as a death,
1: yeah. Dust, right? So I think, like I said, with the, with the snap, it felt like they they overplayed their hand because, like, all right, there's no way T'Challa right. and Peter Parker mm-hmm. and uh, all of the Guardians and like, right. um, all of the secondary Avengers are staying dead. There's just, like, no way. So they kind of, you know, made it too too easy to go into that second movie with the expectation we're going to have everybody back. Um, but if they had done some more of those um i don't want to say ambiguous but made just made a bigger cinematic moment out of some of these death scenes rather than everybody just turning into sand and vanishing mm-hmm. i i think that that could have put some doubt at least in my mind like if we had seen um you know more of a more of that more of like what happens with vision more of what happens with like loki Um, There was a there was also a scene where it looked like, you know, Drax and Mantis bought it, where Thanos like Mm -hmm. turned them into weird um, uh, geometric objects with with the Reality Stone, or what it was like. And I was like, okay, that's the kind of thing I'm on board with because that's Mm -hmm. like a, a really cool, creative, unexpected. Mm-hmm. Death scene. It's a, it's the type of stuff that they did do in the comics. And again, I don't want to. Oh, it's not like the comics, so it <laughs> sucks. But there are definitely aspects of the comics that I I thought they did better and could have incorporated into this film. And and that's just an example. Just more of those very creative, if often gruesome. um don't have to go crazy or anything. Death scenes for these characters. And even if you do say, all right, we're still going to bring them back. Um, fine I'll let you get away with it because you've created some doubt in my mind this this person didn't just up and vanish so they'll they'll probably be back like Mm -hmm. you know I I wasn't really expecting to see Loki come back I wasn't expecting Gamora or Mm -hmm. Heimdall or or the guys who got quote unquote real death scenes right and turns out that was pretty much true I mean they've you know they've kind of taken some liberties since then. We've we've got an auxiliary Loki. Um, mm-hmm. We've got uh, Gamora from the past, I guess. <laughs> maybe still around. Uh, Vision, who who would you think is the easiest character to bring back mm-hmm. is the one who's mm-hmm. maybe stuck the most because who knows what's really. I mean, is is White Vision even still? Our vision. Or are we going to see him again? Like, there's, you know, um, that's right. Like, far if we didn't see him in return. the new
3: Doctor Strange. Yeah. So like, it's that just
1: exactly left behind. So those are the ones that have some some real staying power. Uh, I guess I just wish we'd seen more of that. I wanted more death in a movie where half ah, the, half shoot. half of all life, half of all life
3: in the universe gets wiped mm. out. I needed more death, you guys. Not I wanted more. <laughs> uh, I wanted to learn more about Thor's electives on Asgard. Learning, uh, Groot Talk was one of them. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: um,
0: I thought the meet cute with the, um, Guardians of the Galaxy and Thor was uh, amazing. Quill being very insecure, uh, about mm-hmm. his, um, weight gain, which was funny. Um, <laughs> and everybody just fawning over how manly Thor was, was really great. There's a lot of action. There's a lot of um CGI action scenes in here. Uh kind of low key, one of my favorites is the fight on Titan where they almost get the damn mm-hmm. gauntlet yeah. off of yeah. him. Um I really like that. I really like seeing the the Guardians work as a team and they almost had him. Um
1: They did. They had him on the ropes.
0: But when Quill found out about Gamora's death he lost his shit and um ruined that, so um, did you guys have a standout action scene, fight scene, or sequence?
3: Now, was it CGI for giant Peter Dinklage? Or was that real?
0: Um, <laughs> so that was practical effects. No, okay.
3: Yeah. I <laughs> a
1: personal trainer, that was him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> He grew in he was laid it up. <laughs> yeah, he was yucked out of his mind.
0: I think that uh, stuff um, gets kind of lost here, too, when they make, um, Stormbreaker.
1: hmm I have some issues with that, too. All right. Uh, it's just Thor's whole like hero's journey throughout Ragnarok was sort of to establish he doesn't need the hammer anymore because like the power was within him all along, kind of right. That's that sort of cliche, but it but it works. It's convincing. We love that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't need the little trinket anymore. He's not the god of hammers. No He's the god of thunder.
0: <laughs>
1: so now what are we gonna do? Oh, the hammer him. <laughs> it, well, enlightening.
0: It, I need storm. me a big
2: old axe.
1: Now I need a new weapon, and I don't know. It's
3: well, it's you said, just Thanos. doing it because it's cool. Because
1: it's cool, and Thor should have a cool weapon, right? But and I also
3: think it's because Thanos has his infinite power of these stones, yeah. right? Like he needs, yeah. to st- like his power is just not enough when you when you have all the Infinity Stones together.
2: Yeah, so. yeah, Tim. I think we have to take into account here that we're not talking like fucking. Jeff Bridges or fucking Corey Stoll. We're talking like the alpha dog of the alpha dogs. Like, so I think Thor just, and it's like a security blanket. I I don't think it has anything to do with his external power or his internal powers of the thunder and lightning. And, you know, uh, that's fine. But I think deep, I think he realizes, look, we gotta, we gotta load up. And, you know, this isn't his sister. And this isn't fucking, you know. This isn't Loki. This isn't like all these other middling mid card guys. We're talking like the main event of evil. Yeah, I think and, just the stones alone make it like yeah. Okay, like well, got the This There's guy's nothing. gonna be yeah. yeah. So I don't think okay, I, but, I. I get your point uh, from a what's the word I'm thinking of uh not, not hip hop uh I can't think of the word from a um I can't think of the word like from a practical viewpoint. It's it's almost the hypocrisy like we just spent all of Ragnarok for Thor thinking. Yeah, it just sort of walks well, back and some of his development right. Right.
1: there. No, um, I I agree with
2: now you. Now to that.
1: your point though, you, you mentioned maybe it's more of a security blanket. That's a reading I can get on board with because he's just kind of lost everything, right? He thought he right. he lost everything and then half of what was left, really. Um right. after, you know, seeing Asgard get blown apart and he's he's got the survivor so he's like okay well we'll start over and then thanos kind of ruins that too um so he's even more down in the dumps than really he was at at the end of ragnarok so Mm -hmm. he's falling back on what has always worked for him uh uh, which is having a a big fucking hammer (laughs) um i just sort of think like in the grand scheme of things you know these these magic stones that can alter the fabric of the universe mm-hmm. versus a big fucking axe is sort of mm, dumb. you know <laughs> it's, it's right. dumb it's dumb but uh, you know
3: well, it's like a god you can say everything weapon, right? i mean everything
1: is dumb in these movies right, right but it's just right. sort of it's one of those i can't get past the suspension of disbelief over that but, but, unless mm. you take it back to the character um the the character argument which is He's just falling back on kind of, you know, uh, what he's done, what has worked for him in the past as a.
2: But you can't forget the end right before the snap. He he throws the Stormbreaker and he takes out Thanos' arm. And the whole joke was aim for the head. Didn't go for the head. Yeah, Yeah. he goes for the head. So it's not a question of. Of the fact that he had Stormbreaker, it's the fact that he fucked up and aimed at the wrong limb. He didn't use it right. <laughs> right. But but had he hit the head, uh, he it was over. So yeah, I, I do. I want to bring up I want to bring up Thanos for a second because I thought about this today, and this actually made me raise my grade more than uh than I I originally had it because all of the villains, and this can go to either. Any comic book or any movie or anything. You, there's two kinds of villains. There's villains that want the power and villains. There's villains who, who don't know what they're doing is wrong. And those who definitely know what they're doing is wrong. And all the villains in the MCU to this point are all for one thing. Greed, power, ultimate everything. And then you have Thanos. And you get to the end of the movie. Like he's going through all of this. This. Just absolute bloodshed to do this one act, and then you get to the end of the movie, and he's sitting there in retirement. You're like, "All right, that's a great scene." Thing. Him just watching the sun, just, <laughs> just, yeah, watching the sunset. On the farm. So you think to yourself, right, exactly. So you think to yourself, "Well, then what the fuck did he do that for?" Because he thought deep down he was doing what was right for the universe, and it reminded me that that's not the only time we you've seen that in in movies. I was thinking back. To General Zod to cross the hallway to the other brand. Now, in the two movie incarnations of Zod, of course, Terrence Stamp and Superman Two, he was all about great Dennis. Yes, he was all about getting in shape and wondering when his next domination would be. Um, He he uh, he was all about you know dominating Earth and everything, but then you move ahead to Michael Shannon's. Zod in Man of Steel, and all he was about was bringing back Krypton, his home world. Yeah, by any means necessary, but in his mind, he was saving his race. He was saving his his lineage. So the question is, what was Thanos' mindset for doing this in the first place? Because if it was all about just doing it and then he retires, then you think to yourself, you went through all that shit just to do that. So it's an interesting
3: situation where – It's all he he cared about. I mean it was established. He thought there were enough resources to have sustainable life on Earth, and they had to eliminate a large part of the universe to have sustainable resources so half could survive. So it's like –
0: he looked at it as like a sacrifice. This is
3: a sacrifice everyone should make for the good right. of all right. Universe. So exactly, you know, it's just saying like, hey, I'm going to do this on behalf of all of you because you're all too selfish to do it.
0: He thought the it was fair. Can't
3: survive without he thought it
0: was yeah equal like you right know. yeah.
3: This is all up to chance. So right. if you get snapped, it's a shit luck. Right. Your coin flipped heads instead of tails. Yeah, like exactly. but this yeah. is the only way to keep like to save the universe. Half of you have to go. It's not the universe is not sustainable otherwise,
2: right?
1: He was you... the hero of his own narrative for sure. Mm. Um, <laughs> he he thought he had a, a reason for doing this, and that reason was just. Um, I'm trying to,
0: which is fascinating. I'm debating
1: because...
2: internally how much I want to get into the character of Thanos <laughs> just yet. Yeah, like, I, I, I
0: really know. want to.
2: I love fucking Thanos, and it's funny because at this point, you'd like to think that I'm the newest recruit. This... This <laughs> mm-hmm. this this final boss, you would think would be more black and white. There'd be much more. All right, mm-hmm. this guy is pure evil. But then you're thinking to yourself, well, he doesn't think he's evil. He thinks he's doing what no one else in the universe has the balls to do. And you're not thinking to yourself, wow, I kind of agree with Thanos. Of course you're not. But who ain't? Right. Exactly. Yeah. But it's mm-hmm. like, but it's like it's not it's not clear cut like Ronan. Or all these other villains we've seen through the first 18 movies uh, where everything is cut and dry and it's all about greed and domination and et cetera. And the, and the closest Ronan, thing. Original Ronan or new Ronan? New Ronan. Original Ronan. Um, uh, you know, it's it's not easy to think that like, well, you know, he did what he thought he had to do and we lost. Oops. We know we don't think that way, but some might, you know, like. You know, Thanos is like, all right, I did what I had to do, you guys. If you're alive, good for you. I'm out of here. You're like, what the fuck just happened? You know, like it leaves you. I think that's why, That's why, in my opinion, the movie ended in a perfect spot. Because now you're thinking to yourself, you got the whole well, next year mm-hmm. to think to yourself, how the fuck are we going to get out of this? Because in his mind, his job's done. We're fucked. That's it. Yeah. So and, and you well, yeah, taking him out
3: doesn't isn't going to accomplish anything. Doesn't. Right. Yeah, Nothing, it, it, his it's just doesn't
2: revenge at that at point.
3: So
1: it's, nope. it's yeah. he could
2: care less. He could it's care less. It's just
3: vengeance because,
1: and that's the thing. Like you said, the the movie ended at the perfect point. It does, based on the story that this this film is telling. Which, I mean, at the end of the day. Thanos is the protagonist of this movie. Yep.
3: yep.
1: Mm-hmm. Um this is a Thanos movie. He is the main character and this yep. is about his story. Mm-hmm. And it it just it takes you from from A to Z how establishing what he wants, how he's a going to, to go about getting it A to Z. Zod. and Zod. And,
3: <laughs> and he
1: ultimately <laughs> does accomplish his goals. So right. Yeah, it's a complete story. At the end of it, seeing him where he's at at the end of this movie, we don't really need a sequel if if uh, this is just the story of Thanos and fuck everybody else because that's the way it's pretty <laughs> much set up. That's how they tell the story here.
2: That's it. Bye. My... Um,
1: yeah, I mean, <laughs> can you imagine?
2: Yeah. But
1: um, in some ways, I just I admire that because it's such a a different approach for a movie like this. This big blockbuster Mm -hmm. superhero, supposedly, you know, kid-friendly film. Um, But I think part of the problem is, in in making him the protagonist, you want to be able to sympathize with the character at the same time. You want to understand where he's coming from and and think that there is, well, you don't agree with his mission, like, you think that there is a certain nobility to it, right? it, and I just wish that and I think Gamora is the one character who gets as close to anyone of straight up just calling him out on his shit, which is you are a psychopath, you are you're pure what you're trying to do is evil. This is absolutely evil. There is no justification for it. And for you to be okay with that just means you are a mass murdering psycho. Now the movie can't fully lean into that because they still want him to be our protagonist, right? And it's it's hard to take a character who's basically Hitler and say, yeah, follow this guy and and sort of see his cause as somewhat just throughout the course of you know over two and a half hours. So they, they kind of have they kind of try to have their cake and eat it too with with this character. I feel like, and that's. That's what doesn't entirely work for me when it comes to the Thanos character. So I don't know. I I can respect it, but did it work for me, brother? Not totally.
3: What do we think of the post the scene with uh, Nick Cage before he's about to Nick Cage <laughs> Nick <laughs> I was Fury?
0: was like, wait, what? Nick Cage
3: Nick Fury um, before he's about to vanish. We get the the teas. Like, was it pretty obvious that everyone know what that was leading toward?
0: Yeah, I think so.
3: Um. Y- uh. Yes,
1: because we had seen. Yes. Um. We, we kind of knew what that was, even though the movie hadn't come out yet. We we sort of yeah. knew that was next in line.
0: What about the action scenes? We didn't even get to talk about that.
1: Yeah, we sort of stepped over that. Yeah. Um. I mean, I'm with you, Jenny. I really love that that battle on Titan. Mm-hmm. Um. That's. I mean. Really creative. A lot of – you see a lot of imagination that goes into that, that fight scene, just all the stuff with Doctor Strange and, mm-hmm. you know, the way that they are um, combining their abilities. I always mm-hmm. love seeing heroes team up that way where they sort of – Me too. You know, everybody who has their one gimmick um, gets a gets like a double team move
3: kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's pretty sweet.
0: Everybody gets their shit in.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really good. The stuff in Wakanda is good, too. I kind of like them transitioning Wakanda, almost like the new shields. Shields gone.
2: Mm -hmm. Um, You know, using that as a spot,
3: trying to fix stuff, trying to, you know, save vision. Um, And then just, you know, Thanos just showing up and fucking whipping, Mm -hmm. you know, planets at it or whatever (laughs) the hell he was doing. Um, That, though, was really good where it just comes in and it's like. You could tell, like, it's. It's a race against the clock, right? They're it's trying to get this shit done before he shows up, and Nita shows up before they can finish.
1: Yeah, if anything, I, I kind of wanted to see more Wakanda mm-hmm. coming off of Black yep. Panther. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I think if they had realized during the making of this movie that Black Panther was going to be as much of a, a phenomenon as it was, we mm-hmm. we probably would have spent more time there. But um, as as it is, it serves as a, a pretty pretty cool set piece. I'll give you that. And I I just saw Drax get turned into a bunch of blocks. I've been playing the movie in the background. Yeah, me
2: too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so but anyway, yeah, Wakanda's great. Um it uh I, I will say that um I thought it was uh who was it that's was it Shuri? No, it wasn't Shuri. It was um I think Okoye who when uh, Wanda makes her, her big Splash on on mm-hmm. the battlefield. She, why was she up there the whole time?
0: <laughs> Kinda has a point. Yeah, she I wondered good. that during that little part of the fight. Like, why? Why is Black Widow fighting her? her? Like, yeah
1: on the on the side on yeah. the sidelines.
3: Yeah, I thought they did a good job elevating some guys too. Like, obviously, now in retrospect, we know they had big plans for Doctor Strange to almost step mm-hmm. into the lead role. They, this is where it starts, really. Um, elevating him into a main player where he's almost like one B to Tony and like driving this whole story forward over the next two movies. Same with Peter and Spider-Man. Like I think they did a good job elevating him. He was already kind of there through civil war, but even that, that still felt like he was like a junior member. I feel like he kind of earns his role here. And I thought him and I thought was like the biggest elevation points. I also like to the T's with Tony with, him getting stabbed and slowly kind yeah. of, yeah. like, they I did a good really job, right, they did a good yeah. job making you think he's the one that's going to go, and then he ends up surviving. Um So I thought that was well done, and then he survives just long enough to not survive Uh later, so it's like the fake face start of The Rock in late 98, right? You get, get kind of yeah. swerved on it, think he's going to survive it, then he goes.
0: Uh yeah, I actually kind of forgot um how rough that Tony scene was, um, and the stabbing. Mm. I, I might have I might have um you forgot that up. I was watching uh Infinity War. It was like, wait a minute, if he doesn't die in this movie, what are we doing?
3: Yeah, I mean I think uh, it it definitely I kinda bit on that one. I I really did. Yeah. Like you know he felt like that could be it with him and then Doctor Strange has been <laughs> set up or Cap comes back, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So Look, this is
1: a little personal bias, but Captain America um, and Black Widow do not need to be in this movie. I mean, I guess they do need to be here to set up for the sequel, but they
3: really don't do anything in this movie. Do you think they should have been, like, detained still or something? And maybe they spend the movie trying to get out of, like, Mm -hmm. off the raft Mm -hmm. or trying to convince – like something big's going on, and they get out just in time at the end or something, maybe? Yeah, I don't know. Um, it's it, it definitely
1: feels like the movie trying to figure out what to do with them, because they're like, eh, they're on the run, like, really. Technically, they should be at the forefront of all this, but they can't be. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I kind of like Cap's new look. Ooh, yeah. Don't get me wrong. That's a, you know. A neat little departure. I I like uh, Nat with the blonde hair too, but it's just I don't know. Um, Hey, they they made the case for not using um, Hawkeye or or Ant Man again, so. But um, that's the appeal of this. Though you want to be able to see everybody, you want to see them all working together, and not just. I mean that's the appeal of any fictional universe, not just Mm -hmm. the MCU, but. Um, I mean, if you can't do it here, then what's the point of having a connected film universe? So Mm
3: -hmm.
1: it's just, I I guess, I don't know. I I just thought they got rather underserved by this movie because it just had a million characters who, you know, needed to have more going on.
2: I always know that, you know, I'm a traditionalist when it comes to, you know, any kind of superhero movie. So I always like happy endings, but I knew this one wasn't going to have one. So... I don't know if that's going to knock part of my grade, but Tim pretty much acknowledging that this is a Thanos origin story almost <laughs> without the origin actually makes me think even differently about the movie. Um Because all we've seen to this point is everybody else doing their thing while Thanos just sits in the background waiting for the opportunity and he had all these different uh guys out to do his bidding while the Avengers were doing all this other shit that really didn't have anything to do with Thanos directly and then in Infinity War here we get we get uh what he's doing why he's doing it so unless you were a diehard book reader um someone like JR who had no frame of reference would probably need the the, the backstory of why Thanos is doing this in the first place. And that actually makes the movie even more um, complex than just the last chapter. So I've been thinking about my grade, and I know we're going to get to the awards in a minute, but I've been thinking about my grade like this whole show tonight. It's been kind of bouncing around differently in my head, so you might have to go to me last because I'm not sure what I would grade it because I have different thoughts about it. It's the first time in our in our series that I don't have a definitive answer yet, and I, I think it's been one of our best episodes in terms of that because I normally I know what I want to – I know what I graded it from the beginning. But this is the first time now that I'm kind of – every opinion has made me think differently, mm. so uh, it's, uh, I've, I, I'm not sure yet. You're to, you're to, I think you might have to go to me last. Because okay. well, we'll I'm not what sure what our, yeah I'm not sure what I want to grade it. I, I think we've had some great opinions tonight, and it's kind of made me think differently about about what I thought about the movie in the end.
0: All right. Well, um, talking through the awards, um, which would be you know like uh, favorite character.
2: Thanos. <laughs> I know it sounds dickish, mm. but I don't care. No,
0: I'm, I'm kind of with you on that.
2: Yeah, I love Thanos. Always have. It's my favorite villain of all time. Red Skull. No, uh, I, <laughs> I did think that was an amazing cameo. It was
0: good. It was actually.
1: Uh, you know,
0: and
1: it might be Doctor Strange in this one.
0: Really, that's good. I like
1: him better than oh in God. his own movie. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to go Thor. Um, mm. As much as I, I, I don't really like the aggressive nature of his side story um i do like what he contributes to the movie especially in the end mm-hmm. um and how this is this is such a knock him down take him apart to build him back up kind of story particularly for thor mm-hmm. i mean he gets put through the ringer between ragnarok and this movie just back to back mm-hmm. and to see where he he ends up in end game and, and kind of has to battle back from um, you don't get that without what happens here. So I'll, I'll go with Thor.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think I think Tony's pretty awesome in this movie. Um, driving it forward, he mixes the emotions well with the lines, you know, the jokes and stuff. And I'm going to give the honorable mention, the shout-out to Vision, uh, who, again, I think was, like, such a big part of this movie that's overlooked um, from the first fight, which you didn't really talk about. I think it's a good fight in yeah, the streets, um, where they get saved all the way to the end, where he's willing to be, basically basically begging them to kill him <laughs> to, to save things here, yeah, um, that's powerful, yeah, and then having to die twice, like that whole scene like it's I think he's just an underrated piece of this movie and the story is like what his yeah. this all meant to the future, so I'll give him the honorable mention, but I don't think he's any wrong, I think I think everyone's really good in this, like no one really jumped out to me as like uh like yeah, it wasn't really a fit, and we didn't even talk about like Bruce Banner, who's you know yeah struggling to uh like a guy who can't finish struggling struggling yeah. to turn it to hulk do it all that he can to get there um and can't can't get over the hump um like he was good in doing that like the whole time you know like trying to make it happen it just doesn't and at the end he still doesn't he's in the hulkbuster outfit so
0: he just
3: Performance anxiety. Yeah, yeah he, mm-hmm.
0: edging the whole movie.
3: They yeah, can't,
1: can't. We get, it get it his ass kicked in the first yeah. five minutes, which is yeah. a, very much a you're hot yeah. putting over your uh, using a, an established star to put over your hot new guy.
0: He's emasculated,
3: um, so he can't get it up. I mean,
0: that's very pretty much what so. it
3: is, like the whole rest of the way.
0: Oh my it's god! An it's allegory of it. The Story right? is about his fucking penis. It
3: that's is. Crazy. Thanos humiliates him in front of everyone, and then he can't get you it know. up the rest of the movie.
0: <laughs> oh my <laughs> god. Well, that's something else to consider. Just start thinking think about it too afraid, much. Scott. Just start Isn't thinking it? about it too much and it's not yeah. going to happen. So. Yeah. Awesome.
1: Oh, sure. There's all kinds of places you can go with that.
0: Oh god. Okay, so favorite scene?
3: Hulk's penis.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, probably the the Titan fight where they Quill fucks up. I do that like- or, or Wanda and Vision.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of torn between Wanda and Vision and uh, Gamora and oh, shit. Gamora, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. which I, they're not. I mean, they're they're very um, upsetting scenes, but I, I think they're the most effective as well.
2: I gotta go with uh, Thanos sitting watching the sunset.
1: Mm, closing moments.
2: I, yeah, because you're just it's just amazing how he's just like, all right, I'm good. Fuck him. My day's done.
3: Ebony Maw getting thrown into space was good too. Was I, I don't want <laughs> yeah. to I don't want that to get overlooked because he's like, he's like rambling on and then just fucking take him out.
2: Yeah, I was about to say that too, but yeah.
0: I I think the snap, like all the mm. disintegrations, like well, uh, all of that was very rough mm-hmm. personally. So it just kept going on and on. You know, it was like you didn't know which one was going to be the one snapping away. So what else do we have for categories that I always forget?
2: Least favorite? Did we do that? You refuse to ever write them down. Uh,
0: it's it's better this way.
2: Mm, yeah, her, her notes got snapped.
3: <laughs> I don't really have a least favorite, but I think Tim hit a point earlier where, like, kind of, it might have been a three to five characters too many throughout this. Like Black Widow, Cap, Falcon, Bucky. Like, you know, like they're not. We don't get a ton of them. They're almost like it, it's almost overload to the point where we can't even fit them in. Um, so that would maybe be not really like a least favorite, but it's kind of a, it's like, kind of like a waste or like they tee them up and we don't get enough of them.
2: Uh, Fox failing, <laughs> failing penis. Maybe, I
1: don't know, Qu- Quill making the ass of himself uh, when they have when they yeah, have He's, penis he's over. got the best
3: line. He says, I'm 50% he of you. Does. So the part of me that's yeah. stupid is 100% of you. He says, oh my the God. <laughs> it's a great
1: line. <laughs> I mean it's a very necessary moment, but it it's also a real a real fuck up i mean <laughs> it had to happen otherwise they they would have won but um yeah that's that's not great um,
0: uh i gotta say watching loki die um mm. was not mm. fun mm. at all mm. Mm.
3: well, it's such a like shocking. Way to start the movie. Yeah, right? Yeah. Because he's always escaped. And then we just, like, he literally just snaps his neck.
0: (laughs) Like, that's it. Like, he
3: establishes Thanos' strength and, like, willingness to destroy anything, like, immediately. Right. That's, it's a pretty great open. I mean, they really get a lot done in, like, five minutes. Like, like they show that this guy, you know, destroys, puts Thor in shackles, murders Loki, and beats the shit out of Hulk, and... Puts him in the shine box for, for the whole movie, so it's like out of the gate, we just establish what a monster and how powerful he is. I
1: guess it's probably. Just it bothers fun. me. It bothers me how easily uh, Thanos's goons got the drop on Vision and Wanda, particularly Vision, mm-hmm. who
3: mm-hmm.
1: he really uh, he really gets bitched out throughout this whole movie. Like, I mean, this is a guy who pretty much single handedly took down Ultron, right? Mm-hmm. Um and we saw him kind of, we've seen him kind of get gradually depowered throughout subsequent appearances like he didn't do much in civil war and here he's he's mostly just lying on an operating table i mean right um i don't know i'm kind of missing i'm kind of jonesing for that knockdown drag out vision thanos fight there's like that that primal part of my my comic fan brain that wanted to see
0: something like that mm. yeah i would agree with that I, I will say that um I think at the time when we realized this was like a two parter type thing and we weren't gonna it was gonna be a cliffhanger basically and everybody would say like I'm never gonna watch Infinity War again like it felt right. like it was never gonna be one of those ones that you revisit. You just wanna see and like why would you? Mm-hmm. You know, game Why would you just watch this? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like but I, in particular the Wanda and Vision stuff, after seeing the next phase of the MCU, going back and watching this again, it really makes their whole story more impactful through the whole MCU. Like Vision's death, like Justin said, like just their whole, everything that she went through that wasn't really registry, it was like a B story. All of Wanda and all of Vision, you know, it wasn't really, it wasn't really what we were focusing on at the time, and the way that they have just done the long booking of it and the long drawn out, it really makes me appreciate them more in this movie, and that's surprising considering, you know, most people saw it as, you know, kind of a as hyped as everybody was. I felt like a lot of people were disappointed at the end of it.
1: Well, who knew that that four years later, walking out of this this the theater for this movie people would be talking about uh, Wanda, the Scarlet Witch, as like the most interesting mm-hmm. character of the MCU and, mm-hmm. you know, 2022 kind of like over yeah. the course of this sort of two year rehabilitation um and development that they've done with, with her character and, you know, to a lesser extent vision. Um It's, it definitely is a huge success story and it, tremendously impressive. So while you don't necessarily want to sit down and take in the entire movie as a whole, you know, in isolation, there are those moments where you're like, oh, I I have to see this again because it is so crucial to this other story that I'm now finding myself uh massively invested in.
0: Right. And and to me that's like the direct like translation between the comics medium and mm-hmm. and the films, that same sort of thing that works in comics, works here. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. Final grades. Oh, boy. Um. <laughs> Justin,
3: I've only gone 10 one so far, and that was for Winter Soldier. And I don't think this is going to be my second one, because I do think there's a few things here that prevent it from being perfect. A, I think I, I don't know. Like, to me, if a movie can't stand alone as an ending, like, it's part one, so, like, can it be perfect? I, I don't know. You know, like, it's it's not the end of the story. It's, it's a like, paused. But I do think what we talked about earlier plays a role, that it's almost, like, too much. I, I feel like maybe would have been better off leaving some of those guys on the raft than they, they make their return at the beginning of, End game, or, like or they're back out of prison because we need bodies to do this, right? So maybe we do that. And I get that they, they wanted to have everyone in it to sell it, but I think it almost becomes like a glut, um, and it is depressing. So like I think there's something there too. Like I don't, I don't want to go into this just to be leaving like sad. Like that's not the point of these movies is to me. So yeah. um, I do think we get more and more of that as we go through the MCU than we did early on. But uh, that all said, I ended up going nine and a half. So I mean, still a great movie, still near the very top of my ratings. Uh But I do have it slightly behind Ragnarok. I have it equal to Civil War. Like it felt on that level to me.
0: Okay, Tim, where are you at? This like a
3: mom's um, NXT rating, right here. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Shawn Michaels rating. <laughs>
2: um,
1: I'll say this: I have I have come up on my grade from my initial like knee-jerk night of reaction Mm -hmm. um i I will say that as a movie i I think it is remarkably coherent and and works very well in in, in telling a complete story from the perspective of a certain character if if you're going in Mm -hmm. with the mindset that thanos is the protagonist then you you do get a complete story here and it It hangs together shockingly well, which that's an accomplishment in and of itself. Any, anytime you can have this big, and I said the same thing about Civil War, you almost have to award it points for difficulty because that is, that is such, such a difficult thing to pull off when you have this, this mix of characters Mm -hmm. who have to be individually serviced and, you know, fans of the characters who you, you know, you don't want to let down and everybody's got to have their shine, but it's also got to make sense. Um, from the standpoint of of telling a coherent story. And I I do think it succeeds in that. I just kind of think for me personally, there are a lot of things that um, don't register and also just don't work. Now, part of that, I have to check myself because it just goes back to what I say about a lot of these movies in the MCU, especially the deeper we get. I almost think I'm too close to the material in <laughs> some ways. You know what I mean? Like, I mm-hmm. I bring a lot of baggage to the table, especially with something that is such a major, major comic book story. You know, a lot of these movies don't have, like, a direct counterpart in the comics. But for me, this does, and it's it's impossible not to make that comparison. But I have to know and keep in mind, the movies are not the comics, nor should they be. And take that step back and understand that these movies are not just made for people like me. if they were, they would be nowhere near as successful as they are. <laughs> so I have uh. to look at it I have to look at it and consider someone like a Justin or someone like you know a seven year old kid who has experienced so many of these movies and gotten so invested in this universe and these characters maybe never picked up in a comic in their life, and that's fine. And how blown away they must have been by that ending. How ballsy is mm-hmm. it to have a quote-unquote villain succeed, even if it is a cliffhanger, if you, even if you know this will all get righted in the end, to have a massive blockbuster, major studio, tentpole event end in this fashion. Justin said it. It is depressing. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, there are all sorts of reasons why I can say, oh, it, it didn't work for me. Um, I couldn't suspend my disbelief. I knew they were all going to be brought back in the end. There's, there are other people going, holy shit, they really pulled the trigger and they don't know what to expect, right? Cause they're just not used to this kind of storytelling. This is very original for, for a, a film slate and a, a shared cinematic universe and, it's just one of those things that is truly unique to the MCU, or or was at the time. So I have to just give it credit for um, pulling off what it did and, and being so successful as a phenomenon. Separating some of my own personal feelings, because that's what it really comes down to. These are personal feelings, and it and so much of it is not about structurally they they did this or there's a massive plot hole or or they didn't answer this question or or this part. Um, just as totally incoherent, it, no, it hangs together pretty damn well. Mm. Um, and for that reason, I'm going to go and I, Hey, I say I've come up on my grade. I'm still going to be way down. Okay. Way down in comparison to you guys. So, uh, seven and a quarter for me. Okay. Seven and a quarter. There was a time I might've been in the sixes. Yeah. Good
3: Lord. (laughs) Yeah. So much to snap you.
1: It it's, it's so not.
0: funny because you built it up and you built it up. And I'm like, really? He's going to – he really turned around on this thing. No, you
1: I know, didn't turn – I have turned around compared to my well, – go back and listen to that that reaction yes, pod, man, I've, if you want to hear some provo.
0: Yes. Um, yeah, so – Yeah, this one is sort of rough, I think, to rate. But I think I'm going to do the nine and a half. All right, Scott, what do you think?
2: Well, like I said, I this is the first movie in our series that I I was not confident in my grade all day and thinking about it and jotting my notes. And then as we have talked tonight, it's changed again. Tim's going to lose his shit when he hears what I'm about to say. But when the day started, I was going to give this a nine. And as we've been talking and, and as we've been thinking about characters and the The linear and maybe non-linear storytelling. The the whole point of a Thanos origin story is sticking in my head. It's almost like the audience, it's almost like the Russo brothers, the Russo brothers were trying to tell you, so, was trying to tell you, all right, we've said through the first 18 movies, what the fuck these guys are doing over here and why they're chasing stones and all this shit. Now you're going to hear from a guy who thinks he needs the stones. And that part of the story, as blood-curdling and and murderous as it is, giving you somebody who, in his mind, feels he is doing what is right for the universe. There's nothing selfish involved. He he gains nothing out of it. He gets nothing out of it. He did his thing, and he went off, and he retired. And that's it. And it's still hard for you to – I think that's almost as mind-boggling an ending as – Somebody who takes something away from somebody. Greed. Power. Thanos wants none of that. Does he have it? Yes. But it's almost like he gave it all up to do this one thing he felt he needed to do for the universe. And the story, to try to put that in your head, was amazingly done. It's almost like we forget who's in it. It's almost like we forget who got snapped. It's almost like we forget Gamora's dead. And Red Skull gives the decision, and so the Red Skull cameo, Tim, as Goofy as we're saying, it almost may almost was needed in there mm-hmm. as a plot point for what Thanos does from there on out. Nine and three quarters. I didn't Nine think I was going to grade. I did not think I was going to grade this movie that high. But the more we've talked about it tonight, the more I love how the writing and the and the the direction. And even the cameras and the emotions and the facial features of CGI characters and real people told a different story than we thought we were going to get when we saw part one of this two-parter. And I think that was that blew me away as we continue talking tonight. So it breaks my streak of two straight tens, but it was that close to being a third perfect movie in a row, nine and three quarters.
1: And the next time you watch it, it might be a ten.
2: Um, yep. That's the nature yeah. of these these are exactly. pretty fluid these ratings yeah. I feel like and
1: yeah. i you know would freely admit the things that don't work for me in this movie are are going to be features for other people you know my bugs are going to be features for for others who are watching it and, and sort of vice versa so yeah i mean uh i i knew it was going to happen you guys would go way high i i would go um relatively low but i'm comfortable it's not just me trying to be a contrarian this is this is what I figured we'd end up with, and mm-hmm. I'm comfortable with it. So here we are. All right.
0: Do we want to do our rankings in order or no?
3: Um, I feel like we probably haven't done them in a while.
0: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: right.
3: My worst one is the Incredible Jolly Green Jizz face at four. <laughs> it's the Hulk. Uh, Thor, the Dark World at seven, followed by Captain America, First Avengers, seven three quarters. I uh, have four eights in a row, Iron Man, Thor, Ant-Man, and Spider-Man Homecoming, um, Doctor Strange eight and a quarter, Iron Man two eight and a half, Iron Man three eight and three quarters, uh Avengers and Guardians of the Galaxy one I have at nine, uh, Age of Ultron and Black Panther at nine and a quarter, Civil War, Guardians two and Infinity War at nine and a half, Captain America Winter Soldier nine point seven five, and uh, I'm sorry, uh, Thor Ragnarok nine point seven five and Winter Soldier my only perfect ten so far.
1: And so you have a. a- a nineteen film average, Justin uh
2: shy of eight and a half.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's about right for me. <laughs>
2: yeah. Okay, so I have Thor the Dark Turd at four, Jizz Face at five <laughs> I, think <laughs> I think it's a Marvel shirt just called it Jiz Face at five and a half. Uh Age of Ultron and it's funny, we call him Jizz Face, and then his dick broke in this movie. So mm. um five and a half, Age of Ultron six and a half, Iron Man three, seven. Ant-Man, seven and a quarter, and then four straight seven and a halves. Thor, Avengers, Civil War, and Galaxy 2. Uh, Cap, first Avengers, seven and three quarters. Guardians, one, seven and three quarters. Iron Man 2, eight. Iron Man, eight and a quarter. Homecoming, eight and a half. Strange, eight and a half. Uh, Infinity War, nine and three quarters. Winter Soldier, nine and three quarters. And then Thor, Ragnarok, and Black Panther, each ten. And
1: your average, uh, about a 7.8, Scott. Wow. With that. I'd say has been boosted by the, the last yes. three entries. Mm-hmm. Big time. So, Big time. Good on you. All right. So for mine, uh, we're going to have Hulk at a four, uh, Thor the Dark Turd at six and a quarter, Iron Man three, six and a half, Doctor Strange six and three quarters, Antman and Iron Man two, both at a seven. A, Probably give the nudge to Ant-Man if I would prefer which seven there. Um, This Avengers Infinity War, controversially, seven and a quarter. Uh, Thor, seven and three quarters. Avengers Age of Ultron at an eight. Guardians of the Galaxy, eight and a quarter. Spider-Man Homecoming, eight and a quarter, which I probably like a little better. Uh, Guardians 2, eight and a half. Cap, first Avenger, eight and three quarters. Black Panther, eight and three quarters. Winter Soldier at a nine, Thor Ragnarok also a nine, Uh, the original Iron Man nine and a quarter, Civil War nine and a half, and my one perfect ten was the Avengers. So that gives me an average of about seven point nine, so just a hair above uh, Scott. That Jenny just leaves you.
0: All right, read them for me because I don't have it pulled up.
1: You went uh a big two on Hulk <laughs> Thor Dark Turd a five. First Avenger is a six, Doctor Strange, seven for for you, uh Iron Man two, seven and a half, Antman, seven and three quarters, same for Thor, Spider-Man Homecoming, an eight, along with Guardians of the Galaxy and Iron Man, uh Avengers, you went eight and a quarter. Black Panther eight and three quarters, Iron Man three, and Guardians of the Galaxy both coming in with a nine, nine point two five for Avengers Age of Ultron and Thor Ragnarok, and you have three, nine and a halfs in a row for Avengers Infinity War, Winter Soldier, and Civil War. Uh, your average Jenny is going to be uh, about a seven point eight. I still
0: They're like that
2: list.
3: Scott. Yep, sounds mm. good.
0: Mm-hmm. Very good. Right. Are we doing
3: plugs? <laughs> so that's everything that's we have. Plug. All of our networks. Everything
2: we have is great everywhere ever. It's all worth checking out. A lot Very of great stuff across the board. Yep. With everybody
1: subscribe. On. And subscribe mm-hmm. if you're not subscribed. Yeah, it's a that's big nice. one.
3: Yes.
0: Thanks for listening to The Journey Through Infinity.
3: And goodbye. To Infinity War and beyond.